You're listening to Conversations of Inspiration with Ben Moore and Scott Gunn on the EXP podcast. The show that brings you expert insights from those who have had an exponential impact on their industries. They say that success leaves footprints. So take a walk with us as we explore all things growth, business and mindset every Monday from 7am. Sit back, relax and enjoy today's show. I mean, I yeah. There you go. Cool. All good. Three, two, one. I think we're recording. Yep. So. How's life? Yeah, good, mate. Bit of sunshine this week. I know, mate. It's been nice, hasn't it? Better right little touch okay. with the weather. Lovely. I get into I get I get a bit of anxiety when the summer comes around because I suddenly get this um huge feeling that I need to absolutely make the most of it and get so much done and just also get out and have a life and of course it's like a really busy time for us as well isn't it work-wise so I get this like how do I get it all in kind of mentality instead of just doing what a normal person would do and just chill out and enjoy it well we say that mate but 24 hours ago probably around this sort of time me and you were whatsapping each other pictures of beers in our garden so it's not all bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think I was I was drinking beer in my garden, watching a man with a proper job move three tonne of dirt from the back of my garden to the front. Ah, um, oh, so you got some, because when you sent me the picture of that dirt, I was like, full respect to Scott, sh- getting, getting, getting dirt. Dug in. it up. No, I dug it up, mate. Oh, you dug it up and then he got rid of it. Yeah, someone else come and got rid of it. Yeah, and he turned up for work and I was like, it's really hot. I said, do you want a cup of tea or you know, a glass of water or anything? He went, I'll have a beer if you've got one. I Go thought, on, lad. Yeah, this is, this is great. My kind of guy. Yeah, so um, no, all good, mate. All good. Good stuff. And we're getting together tomorrow. We're actually getting together, mate. I've never seen the flesh in Birmingham. We are. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for a few weeks, mate. That's why I've uh, I've been back to the gym, hitting the pace of four or five times a week, trying to trim off a bit of body fat and get a bit hench before you see me in a shirt in real life. But I, I think I've missed the boat, mate. I look exactly the same. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, should be good to get together and and... Just have a beer, to be honest, mate. It's been a while since I've been out on a social one. Yeah, mate, it's just gonna, it's just gonna feel nice. I had a, everything's getting back to normal. I had a lady earlier, an elderly lady, bought bungalow from me. I went around there and dropped her off some flowers and stuff, and she gave me a big kiss on the cheek and a cuddle. And I thought, yeah, it's like the first kiss on the cheek I've had from somebody who's not in my household for a year and a half. You know, yeah. it's just weird and like. Even getting together tomorrow and just having some beers, mate. I'm really looking forward to it too. It's like a little mini break. It is, mate. Related. No, it absolutely is, and it's uh, it's definitely nice to see those green shoots coming through of normality. Um, but you're right; it's it, it's still dead weird, isn't it? Like I was saying this to Becky, like you sit watching, like show show my age here, but four in a bed or come dine with me or you know all those sorts of programs that for some reason I really enjoy watching. When you see people going in for a hug, it's like. <gasps> physical human contact you can't do that so yeah it's good that those cobwebs are hopefully slowly getting brushed off now and we can get back to 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 normality to some degree yeah absolutely um yeah agreed and then we'll look back one day and it'll just be a strange period of time that we all live through and everyone will have a different story so it's going to be really interesting but what about um what about work mate how's that going busy lots of properties coming on yeah, it's been good. It's uh, well, obviously we've been really limiting the volume of, of of listings, so I've been still firing over a lot of the incoming traffic to other EXP agents. So I can't pretend that I've been ultra busy on take ons. Um, I did 
my first one in what felt like ages, but it must only be a couple of weeks. But at one point we was hitting a pace of listing quite a few, it felt like. And because I've had a bit of an extended break and they've been a bit more sporadic, I feel like I've not been doing loads on the front end. But we had a, a video yesterday. We did a full filming day. That's kind of hence the gym session today, to be honest, Scott. I know I've mentioned that a few times now off camera and now in the podcast. So <laughs> for anyone interested, went to the gym and smashed it. If, if, if you wanted to know, I'm going to go full Ron Burgundy on you. Um, but what I'm listing yesterday, the, the vendor kindly brought me and the cameraman a box of six Krispy Kremes. So we both said, look, we're going to hold off this. Thanks for the gesture. You know, we appreciate that. My plan was to take them home for the kids. But obviously on a six, seven hour filming day, you better believe that three of those donuts got absolutely crushed. So I felt like I had to get back in the gym today and do some work. But no, it's good to be in front of the camera and, and do some do, do some actual promotion of properties again. And the portfolio yeah. has been quite busy. I've been quite hectic with, with viewing inquiries, to be fair, being pulled back and forth and a couple of sales going through and full disclosure, just had a, a sale fall through that had a 15 grand fee in it. So it's been a <sighs> bit of a bittersweet week, to be honest, but overall pretty solid, mate. 15 grand fee, Ben. 15 grand. Yeah, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth, that, to put it mildly. Um, did everything that I could to save it, but is what it is. It happens. But on, on the flip side, there was another sale that hit a bit of a rocky road. And um, I'd kind of written that off in my head a while ago. I've been trying to keep it alive and, you know, speaking to the buyer and the seller and communicating and chasing conveyances. And Ginny's been working really hard as well, my sale progressor. And uh, I kind of written it off. I thought, you know, we're losing we're fighting a losing battle uh, and that had like a 10 grand fee in it. But I got confirmation this morning that actually everything's okay. And we're going to complete before the end of the month. So swings and roundabouts in it, you know, you, you have a dip and then you get a high. So I'm kind of looking at as a, a net win, I guess, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look at it. not 15 grand loss, but you know, I've managed to save the other 10 grand. So a bit of a paradigm shift to help me live with it. <laughs> so I think we all do that, mate. I, I do that too. Um, that's why I, I mean the only thing the only thing I track really in a month now is my um, net activity, you know, new sales minus fall throughs, and I don't look at individual deals anymore because I find if you do that, like if I look if I look through my pipeline, mate, they're all wobbly. Mm. You can make <laughs> just, you can, no, you on can, an individual basis, everyone's got a reason why it could fall through. It's just you know if you've got a volume under offer, you know a certain amount will go through. Exchanges are slow though; that's been a nightmare the last sort of four or five weeks. I can, I can only imagine solicitors must be up against it now. I mean, what are we, the, you know, mid-June recording this? They've got a couple of weeks, two or three weeks to hit that deadline. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that profession at the moment. It must be absolutely crazy putting fires out all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, well, yeah, we're ignoring fires, depending on what way you look at it. But either way, they've got a tough job to do, and I wouldn't fancy it, that's for sure. 100%. Um, How's things been going with your business? I know that volume was quite low on your side. Have you been trying to stock replenish or are you just kind of trying to ride it out? What's, what, what's your... No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm quite happy just to have an easy couple of months now, mate. I mean, taking my foot well and truly off the gas. I mean, I still got, I still get some referrals, but if I list four this month, I'll be pretty happy with that. This four, sell three, I'll be quite happy. Um, if I listed none and sold none, I'd still be, you know, I'm, I'm just replenishing a little bit. I'm refreshing myself, mate, just trying to, you know, we've worked hard enough the last 18 months. If if I had to have a few weeks off and sacrifice your deal, that's called cool me. I've given a few away to agents of mine down this way as well. I mentioned that last week. The funny thing is a scepticism to that. Like when I phone up and go for these leads out, the common thing is, why are you giving me a lead? As if it's going to be. <laughs> there must be something <laughs> awful about this deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a marshmallow. Because I want this afternoon off. 
because <laughs> it's sunny and I live 300 yards from a beach. That's why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, otherwise all good, mate. I've just been talking to a lot of agents the last week or so. Um, I think where we've been so busy, I think there's a lot of agents that have been meaning to get around starting conversations about possibly joining EXP, um, but been putting it off because they're so hectic, right? I mean, the last thing I'd be doing right now is like an extracurricular activity of starting a business if I was employed. And I think I think it seems like a few more people are starting to reach out, which is which is great. I enjoy those conversations as as I know you do. 100%. And that's where it's, you know, it's good to have that holistic view of, of your business overall, I guess, Scott, in terms of, you know, you don't want to feel like you're taking the foot off the gas too much to the point where you're being lazy because you're not listing or chasing stock. But that just buys you back that time to invest into relationships with our existing agents and hopefully help a few new ones come into the business and focus on on that side of the empire. And, and people. I mean, I think you can make this job really easy when you're only running a small niche business. You know, today where I haven't got 10 valuations and well, I've never had that since we started, but I haven't got loads of valuations and a load of viewings in today. I had a relatively clear morning talking to you. I've got a valuation at five o'clock this evening. And so I finally got around to visiting that lady in the bungalow that moved in four weeks ago. And I would wow. never have done that before, but, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I did it as much for me because I thought it'd be nice to pop by and see what she's done with the place. But also it's great. You know, it's good for business. It, it's a win-win i enjoyed it I had a nice cup of tea in the garden watching the work come on on this bungalow and she's done loads in the first few weeks really really enjoyed it and it's just a really cool way to hopefully in one enjoy spending time with somebody that i got on really well with and secondly just keep that relationship going even after she's moved in you know it's just that's all i need you only need 10 15 good relationships in a small area and your business can fry from that and she'll be singing my praises to everyone she talks to frankly yeah and that's a really good way of looking at it because i think sometimes we can get stuck on the treadmill of new inquiry call done appointments valuations if it's not making me money or i can't see a tangible return on that right now i'm wasting my time and i know in a past life i'd have viewed that as I've not got a morning to go and chitter chatter in someone's garden about a bungalow over a cup of tea. But whilst you're doing it for the right reasons as well, it's good to harness that relationship commercially. You don't know how far that's going to take you. It's, yeah. We always say it's a people business. Investing in those relationships is massive. And no doubt that will result in reciprocal business or you know someone who's singing your praises. So that's you, know, you can't put a value on that, can you? Priceless. And, and if it doesn't, then you know I spent an hour in the garden in the sunshine having a cup of tea with a really nice lady and that's that's fine with me as well it doesn't have to be that leads on to something um so yeah it's just it's nice being able to just take my foot off the gas a little bit and get around to some of those things i've been meaning to do for a while for sure mate i've definitely had worse starts to a working day anyway so good on you bro um but yeah so today's uh show scott we're going to be talking about um imposter syndrome right and and dealing with self-doubt now i think or at least the perception that I get from speaking to people, and I'd probably put me and you in the same category with this, Scott, is that we're both two people who are quite outwardly confident and, and not afraid to share an opinion. Um, so I'm interested because we've never actually spoken about this kind of man-to-man, I guess, on or off camera. How, what's your relationship been like with doubting yourself, with limiting beliefs, with feeling imposter syndrome has that ever crept in are you as confident as what i perceive you to be or is the demons going on behind the scenes that maybe i've not been privy to like what's your business journey been like with dealing with those kinds of emotions i oh, mate, i think i think i think i'm driven by my anxiety that this is going to stop at some point <laughs> yeah, absolutely driven by this fear that you know 
while I'm sitting in the evening, if I stop work, that I'm going to stop work and not post something on Facebook and someone else is going to jump online and see an ad by a competitor who might have <laughs> seen mine and that business will end up going elsewhere. Um, and, and I guess certainly in the early days, that was a real fear. You know, I found it really difficult to switch off. So I just kept thinking just the next call, the next call, the next call. Um, now a lot more. I'm, is I've, that, I've come a long it, way in a year, I think. It, is that, Scott, though, is that, is that driven by the want to do well or the fear of doing bad then? Would you say more the latter than the former? Well, apparently, I read about this. It's really important to, you'll get a lot further in life if you've got something to chase and something to run away from. So a lot of us set goals that you need to have something to run towards. It's like a really big thing that you should also have something that you're running away from. And it's like a much better way to be content if you've got both. Because one day you might not get any closer to your goal, but you get further away from where you didn't want to be as well. So I think I've always tried to have both in my mind as well and not necessarily just focus on, um, not just focus on my goal, but also focus on what I'm trying to get away from as well. But I don't know, mate. I don't know. Maybe it's like a maturity thing that's come about in the last 12 months through having the knocks. It's like, like you said, when you first start, if you get that 15 grand fall through, you could go into a real meltdown panic, couldn't you? And if that was the first deal you'd done and you've got six weeks into the process and it fell through, that could psychologically be the difference between you being strong enough to carry on or not. Whereas now, you know, you've been there, you, you've seen that, okay, that's fallen through, but I've sold another one and I've still got that one to resell. You definitely get a stronger mentality over time, don't you, I think? Yeah, definitely. I think it's that... Um almost self-validation that can only come with being your own social proof and achieving goals and maybe to an extent even proving yourself wrong if it is that you have got those niggles of self-doubt and being open-minded enough in a commercial sense to realize that the picture is much bigger than today the picture is bigger than this week or this month or even this quarter or this year there's a bigger ecosystem of things going on and like you said if you've got enough sales going through and a pipeline building then you can you know whilst it's never ideal you can take a 15 grand um fall through in your stride because you've got an eye on the bigger picture but more importantly you know that you've now got it in you that you can hit those kinds of sales and build the pipeline in that fashion if you've done it once you can do it again but i guess that's us talking about performance i'm interested to know from your side scott and we might even have to take this pre-exp kind of right back to where you made that initial leap from employed on a salary comfort blanket to taking a leap into self-employed back then because i remember from one of the earlier podcasts we did show you said you went self-employed working alongside another company but on a slightly different basis to how it works with dxp but you had like a branch that you'd sit in and all that kind of stuff was there anything at that point that maybe necessarily would have stopped you from taking that leap based on a doubt in your own ability or whether or not you was capable or from day one was you more excited about the possibilities rather than fearful of what could go wrong what was your relationship like going self-employed funny enough i didn't know you were going to ask me that and i was thinking about that a couple of days ago because i find it hard to recall because because now i feel like i wouldn't have that fear i find it hard to think back to that time but what i do remember is that the eight or nine years possibly even more than that i've been thinking about starting an agency before before i joined dxp and sort of finally did it is that I'd be working in an environment when I was selling 30, 40 houses a month. And yet when it comes to doing my own business plan, I'd be panicking about can I do three in a month? And, and it, it would hold me back every single time. Or, you know, I've got 
I must have, if I went through notebooks and stuff that I've got, I must have probably 200 times I've sat there in the evening working out how much it's going to start, it's going to cost me to start my own estate business. You know, I've, I've done it on my beer map a thousand times before. And like, then all of a sudden, yeah, you get that down. You think, well, actually, can I sell three a month? Even though right now you could be targeted to sell 10 times that amount. So yeah, definitely. I definitely have, I think even if I wouldn't, even though I can't recall the feelings, I know I had them. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's difficult to relay. I guess it's like, you know, if somebody's been on stage a hundred times, they probably recall that they were nervous the first time, but it's kind of hard to incite those emotions again now. Um, it was funny because I, I was going to do a LinkedIn post last week saying like, I no longer have a fear of starting my own business, but I understand that you do. And I was going to put up like a challenge to tell me what scares you and I'm going to go out and do it. Like, so if it's a skydive, I'll just go and do a skydive. Like I want people to understand I'm very empathetic to people, to that, those feelings. You know, I mean, we, everyone's in a different situation, aren't they, Ben, really as well. And that's why timing's key. Um, what about you, mate? I mean, again, you, you portray a very outwardly confident image. Is that the case deep down or is that just something you project? Um, <clears throat> no, I'd say I am a confident person in general, as far as, you know, I've got, the ability to back myself. And as I was, we was having that conversation and I was asking you about when you set up your first business. So I kind of tried to relay back to when I first set mine up. And I think, I don't know if this was like an age thing or just a point I was up to in life at that point, but I was kind of a case of, you know, hold my nose, close my eyes and do a bomb into the pool type thing. I wasn't really scared of drowning. I was more, I think, excited about the possibilities of what could go right, maybe in my young, naive mind at the time. And I was chasing the carrot rather than fearing the stick, I think, probably back then. But I think as you start to go on, as you start to get more responsibility, as you start to be able to inwardly reflect more, you can ask yourself questions, which is a good thing. But then sometimes that niggling voice in your mind, which I've definitely experienced since to a varying level, can either work for you or against you. And I've found kind of in my, I was the corny to say journey, but I guess that's what it is in my business journey over the course of the last, you know, five, six, seven years, whatever it's been by this point. Um, I've definitely let that get the better of, better of me at times and either stop me from taking action or delay me in taking action and maybe not being as successful or capitalizing as quickly as I could have been. And other times it spurred me on and I've just kind of gone with it and used that uh, self-talk to spur me on and prove myself wrong and, and achieve those goals for myself. So I'm a big fan of like energy. And I think whatever energy you've got, whether it's nervous energy, whether it's like positive energy, whether it's like really proactive and hungry or whether you're holding yourself back, I think we've all got degrees of, of energy to a certain point, but it's down to us to kind of harness that and use that to serve us rather than to break us down. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. Um, so what so cast your mind back then i mean you've started businesses before um i i do always think that starting an agency business when the income is so prolonged i always feel like that's different to i don't know going to set up like a sandwich bar or something right whereas like even if i set up a bad sandwich bar i'd probably still make some money this afternoon whereas what we do you've got that fear because it's kind of a long time before you find out how it's going to go what what do you think your biggest fear was about starting your own agency? Um, I guess when I started with EXP, um, 
it was scary because I was in a different point in my life to what I was when I started businesses prior to that. So going back to my first venture, you know, like a lad in his early 20s, uh, lodging with a friend, paying whatever it was, 60 quid a week, all bills included, no mortgage, no children, you know, no serious relationships, nothing like that. So I was kind of a bit more, had less to lose. Whereas now, obviously I've got three children, got my two boys and Esme, I've got a mortgage, I've got a husky and a missus, like, you know, I'm at a different point in my life. And I think that gives it a different filter automatically because you're aware that you need to provide and put yourself out there and you want to you know, you want to look after your family and you don't want to make a mistake and do something that could potentially affect them as well. So that was definitely a fear and a consideration. Um, so coming into it, it was different, but also the style in which I've built my business within the EXP network, i.e. putting myself full front and center. There was no smart move property group or sell simple estate agency or, or anything like that. It was obviously me full front and center, you know, my voice, even on camera presenting. And I think, it kind of felt like maybe I was putting myself on the line a bit more because I couldn't just fade behind the logo and then disappear and close it and pretended that nothing happened. I was so out there with it and banging this drum about my new business. I guess that brings with it to a degree, some pressures in itself and getting on camera for the first time again, you know, I take it for granted now looking back, you know, 18 months down the line, but there was a time where I'd never been on camera. I'd never spoken. I'd never put myself out there in public. I never embraced social media. I'd never presented a property and been a, you know, done the whole thing that I do now, which I can take in my stride today. But back then it was very scary. And imposter syndrome, without a shadow of a doubt, mate, creeps in through all of that. Even now, Scott, to be honest, mate, if I'm going to be full disclosure about this, before we hit record on our podcast, our podcast, I'm always thinking like, oh, God, I hope hope I'll come across okay on this podcast. I hope I don't say something stupid. I hope I don't lose my way or people you know, do get value from it. I'm always asking myself these little questions and everything that I do. And I think that's fine and normal because I think on a, on a foundational level, that shows that you care. And if you're aware of that, again, goes back to that thing about energy. Maybe you can use it to spur you on. But if I let that conquer me and take over and I was thinking, oh, there's no way I can present this property or, you know, I've never done a house of this value or I look a bit scruffy today. I've put on a bit of weight. Oh, I'm not sure. It had come across in the content and I, and I don't think it'd be quite the product that it is when I've got that ability to take a deep breath put my head up and just give it my best shot and trust in the process. The same in the podcast. If I came on very flaky and inward and thinking, oh, I'm not sure what to say about this topic. I'm scared to share my opinion and I'm scared to share my story. And I left it to you to do all the talking. I'd just shrivel up and we'd have an awful podcast at the end of it because it wouldn't be a two-way dialogue. So I think it's important to, to recognize maybe where you're ultra confident, and, but also where you're not. And try and again strike that balance that's going to serve you and allow you to to move forward towards your goals and not let it shrink you down into your shell. If that makes sense, um, a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people take um, will take a lot away from the fact that you were nervous when you first went to video, Ben, because you know again you, 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 your videos are probably the best around, which I'll say, even though you won't, um, and you come across well. I mean, you you could present on TV, Ben. I think you could have a show. Oh, I wouldn't rule that out. <laughs> Cheers, mate. That's, I wouldn't rule that's, that out. <laughs> uh, you're only saying that because we're meeting up for beers tomorrow. I'll get the first round in for that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be saying, I used to know that guy. On the telly. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take my calls anymore. It's too important. But no, I mean, your videos are great, mate. And I think, you know, a lot of people, it'd be interesting actually to see some of your early ones because 
maybe I've forgotten any rough edges that were there where you've improved. So, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see some of your early stuff, mate. Um, although you've probably buried it now. <laughs> no, do you can. Do you know what, mate? They're all on a, they're all on the YouTube archive. But what I'd say is it's, it's amazing what a good videographer can do with a bit of editing. And when you have enough cracks of the whip, you know, they can find the one that makes you look less like a dickhead, basically. <laughs> less like a dickhead, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Not aiming for good, just that's, less like a dickhead. That's it. Um, but I do remember, mate, on that, on that note, doing my first ever video because it was uh, my first listing was other side of the country it was near in Teesside like near Newcastle obviously I'm on the Fylde coast so literally the opposite coastline um and it was uh, like a referral like I came recommend recommended to this person so I got my cameraman at the time he would just started up his, his own business so he had no work on and no clients so he was both happy to sacrifice a day that was you know 40% travel and then um, went across to, to do this feature and I remember in the car on the way there like we, we was talking and he was you know trying to have a conversation with me it was a long drive and every time there was a bit of silence or even when he was talking I was just thinking about like god I hope this comes across okay Jesus I hope I don't completely mess this up and then I got there the vendor hung around like now I make it a oh no seller needs to leave and it was like a little you know it's a one bedroom uh flat like an apartment and you know tiny so she could hear every word and every mistake and yeah it was just crazy mate like i, I remember just how nervous thinking back now i can literally feel the butterflies in my stomach mate like i remember how nervous and scared i was because again there was no self-validation i'd not done it before it's not as if i could say oh, i've done this a hundred times now you know back yourself ben it was the first time but you know there was a first time we walked there was a first time you know, we, we started a business. It was the first time we played football, first time we kissed a girl or a boy. You know, everything's scary the, the first time that you do it, but it doesn't get less scary unless you take that first step and get met, bet, get better at managing um, your emotions. Because I think a lot of it, mate, is our perceptions of what could go wrong rather than in reality what we are and aren't capable of, if that makes sense. There's this sort of uh, human tendency, I think, to hinge on the negative and what, you know, I could say what could go wrong rather than what could go right. So I think when I got that first video back and it was okay and, you know, I got good feedback from the client and then a bit of validation that, you know, from, from people who'd viewed it, potential buyers, like, Oh, you did a really good video there. That kind of helped me build a little bit of inner confidence, I reckon. So yeah, like, like most things that the first thing is starting. What, what would knock your confidence now then within your business? So, you know, is it missing out on a, somebody turning you down on evaluation? Is it, is it a fall through? What would knock your confidence? Um, no, I, I don't think any of those, any of those things, mate, because I think, I think in a way, like I hope I can articulate this properly because I've never really thought about this before, but I think in a way I've learned to fall in love with and trust the process and my ability as an agent and the value that I can add rather than getting clung, clinging onto every single outcome. Um, in that, you know, I could go to 20 valuations over the course of the next four weeks. You know, I know I'm going to sign up a certain percentage, but the ones that I don't sign up, I've made peace now with the fact that it's okay. It's not a reflection on, I mean, you know, I could, maybe I could have done things different in the appointment. Maybe I didn't convey the value. Maybe I didn't correctly identify with that customer's pain points from a sales point of view there's always an, a room for improvement but beyond sales on, on a personal level i'm okay with the fact that i'm not going to be everyone's fit you know i always say that 
coffee is not everyone's cup of tea, right? You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but you'll be somebody's shot of whisker. Um, and I think just kind of being okay with that and being at peace with that and understanding that there is someone out there who will see and recognize your value and buy into that. It's like we've said a million times now, you don't have to be something to everybody. And I think that that reframe has made accepting rejection a lot easier yeah. in that it, it doesn't really affect me probably like maybe it would have done if we had this conversation even a year or two ago you know it, w- when I used to take it very personally if it was that a customer for whatever reason didn't see the value in what I was doing but now I'm, I'm kind of okay and able to take that in my stride a little bit more ha- yeah likewise yeah I'd, I'd, I'd say the same from my point of view mate as well is um I think when you go in on that basis of right my only job is to make you love me which is sort of very typical sort of traditional agency where you when you've got a list 30 40 in a month you have to be a bit of a chameleon and tailor the serve you know all the different things to try and get and then when you miss out on one you can think god why didn't they love me because the only thing you try to do is make them fall in love with you on the appointment so but now you know i went i went to one yesterday and you know they said oh you know my my brother-in-law works for another agency. So, we, you know, we're not sure what to do. We don't really want to go with them because we try and distance it from family. I said, look, I've told you what I can do. Honestly, if you choose him, no hard feelings from me at all. And it wasn't, I wasn't trying an angle. I was totally cool with it. <laughs> I was just thinking, I only want to come back and do photos and details and measurements if you're completely committed to using me. If you're not, and there's any doubt there. I'm totally cool with missing out. That's fine um it's a much nicer way to work that's for sure 100 um, percent. so that doesn't knock your confidence then so what 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 does if anything you know is there anything that can just uh, get the down spinning yeah i think it's a I'll come back to i tell you what mate I, I find ego fascinating i think ego is is a, is a really interesting topic of conversation and ego is perceived as like something that's negative i've not got an ego what you're talking about i i park I've, but we've all got an ego like that's fine to, to some degree it just shows in different ways in different circumstances and sometimes i'll catch myself identifying with something and it'll knock me and I'll think, I, I, I'm trying to get better, Scott, at like, and I'm not always perfect at this, but taking a minute to stop and think, okay, well, rather than focusing on the knee-jerk reaction that I just had, instead, I need to reflect inwards and work out why that's just triggered me. What is it yeah. that, that I'm attached to that that person's just done or said that's now give me this bad feeling that, you know, have I done something wrong? Could I have done more? Have I, am I not good enough? These kind of self-doubting questions. And that can show itself in, in different circumstances. Like, I guess if, if someone messaged me and was like, I don't know, like, it's just me thinking on the top of my head. If someone messaged now and said, oh, listen to that podcast that you guys are doing. Absolute awful. Cheers for wasting half an hour of my time. You've not got a clue what you're talking about that probably would give me that feeling. So then the question there is why have I just responded that way to someone that I don't know and probably will never meet. And maybe wouldn't have said that if I'd have walked past them in the street. Well, maybe that shows me that I still feel like I've got a gap in my knowledge or am I speaking on things that I've got no authority to talk about? Then I'd question the whole thing about is anyone getting value from this? How many more people are thinking that? And it's very easy to let that manifest into a a path of self-sabotage rather than just taking it in your stride and thinking, well, that's on him. That's cool. That's his opinion. I'm not going to let that give me limiting beliefs or let that 
stop me from making more podcast episodes or putting my thoughts yeah. and my feelings out there. So it's those kinds of instances where you just got to take a minute to pause and reflect, understand that it's okay to be triggered and things will, you know, annoy you. Things are going to get you to, to doubt yourself and question yourself. But I think it's just, that's just part of being human. You can't, you can't change that because you was born a person. We've all, we've all got that. It's not a bad thing. It's just having the self-awareness, I guess, to be able to stop, pause, reflect. And as I keep saying, try and use that to serve you rather than to, to kind of bring you down type thing. Um, what about you, man? Because I know that I know you've been triggered in the past of a few bits and pieces that people have said, like social media comments and that type of thing. Like, talk to me about like your ego. Like, what what's your journey with that kind of process? Have you got an ego first and foremost? Is my first question. And oh yeah, what's your relationship yeah. like with it? Um, it's managed. <laughs> so, <laughs> it it it. it my ego is like an Alsatian with a lead and a muzzle on. <laughs> yeah. and, I've, and I've also got one of those, like, you know, when you can fire a dart that sedates something. Like, I, I do not know how to control it, but it is controlled. It's not something that um, is natural to me to, you know, I want to fly off the handle when I, when I see negative feedback. I want to, you know, and, and but I've been trying to, I don't, I don't want to sound all, like, very Californian and because... But there's a lot in this about how I like approach like my own inner monologue on that kind of thing because you can just like you've just said you can just flick a switch and completely change the way you react to that sort of thing, um, you know. So if if what I try and do is I try and just put the truth out there a little bit. So if somebody said to me, for example, if somebody messaged me saying, "Let your podcast shit, no value whatsoever." You know, I think I'd, I'd be more inclined to say something like, oh, OK, well, that's not exactly the kind of message I want to receive. So <laughs> you mind me asking what we can do to make it better? And I would try and but it's very much managed me. I mean, my first reaction to that kind of message would be, <sighs> well, I'd have to get away from the keyboard for a little bit, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to mature, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but like you say, it's normally... I guess it normally hurts more when it's in the truth and something, isn't it? Like what, like what you said, is it because you are lacking knowledge in a certain area? Yeah. Somebody calls you on it that you end up going, okay, I don't really like the only time I ever, the only time I get upset when someone disagrees with one of my opinions is when my opinion was ill-informed. <laughs> if I say my, if I say my opinion on a subject I know a lot about and someone disagrees, I'm totally cool with that. It's, it's only when I've flippantly said something at a party and someone's disagreed with something I've said, and I then realised, uh, yeah, you're annoyed with yourself there, Scott, because you didn't really give that opinion much thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I do, and it's definitely a difference. So, how would you feel like? Because I think this is interesting as well. And one thing that I'm trying to broaden my mind to is that not everyone's got the same belief system as me. So I could say it's black. You might say it's blue. Like, cool. Yeah. Go for our opinions, but. I think sometimes it's difficult in our own mind to broaden our thinking and take our ego out of our own belief system that there is another way of doing things, or maybe you're not right. Maybe, um, maybe you need to be educated. So how are you on that? Cause that's something that I'm not great on when it comes to when, and this is, a, I think, a weakness that I need to work on in terms of being able to, if I've, for example, like religion would be like a good example. Like if you're so caught up in a religion, you've been brought up following a certain religion and someone else says, oh, that's not right. It's difficult to open your mind and come out of that belief system because you're so yes. kind of entrained to it. Um, 
how are you on that like open conversations actually being challenged does the ego kick in at that point or are you are you able to no funny enough uh, um i approach every conversation fairly open-minded and i love nothing better than coming out of a conversation with a different opinion than i went in it's a conversation worth having if you can right so yeah no i, I like all my friends challenge me you know the, the type of people i associate myself with are the type of people that will just say you know, I disagree with you here. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, I've never, ever surrounded myself with people that disagree with everything I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel uncomfortable in that environment, funny enough. So, it's, yeah, it's not so much that. Um, I love love it when you say something fully committed and someone just says, hang on a minute, and they just correct you and change the way you think. I really enjoy that. Yeah. And as, as much as I love it, if you can do that, if you can change someone's point of view with information you've got that they haven't, then, you know, that's that's great, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just, um, it, it, it's that thing again about separating your ego, realizing that you don't know it all and being challenged is the way that you improve, right? That's how you broaden your horizons, your experiences, and that's how you can go on to new heights. If you do what you always do and believe what you've always believed and consume what you've always consumed, you're probably going to stay in the same spot. It's important to have that challenge to, to be able to raise your own game. Yeah, make that bring, bringing that into a state agency. I mean, me and you quite clearly can't be like that because me and you literally met a year ago, like, this is an exaggeration to the point, but rock and a hard place where I'm saying direct mail is the way to grow your business. And you're saying social media is the way to grow your business. And then we basically have a conversation a year ago and two weeks later, you're banging the drum about direct mail and I'm banging the drum about social media. And now yeah. we've both got businesses that incorporate both of those into it. So I think probably if we were <clears> like that, that wouldn't be, we wouldn't have ended up where we are. Whereas actually, I think the fact that we're open-minded probably I'd imagine, actually, if you took a poll of EXP agents, they're probably fairly open-minded people. Yeah. Because you've had to take a punt on a brand new model with a brand new company. I mean, really, talk about diving in at the deep end. Yeah, but having said that, though, like, you do see people... And again, it's okay, maybe this is more on me than them, but for example, I'm not a massive fan of flyering in the early stages if, like, budgets are low and you've not got cash to burn, you need to get quicker results because you need to get listings on the market today my go-to thing would never be oh go and drop fifty thousand flyers i think there's much more direct ways of of getting business and probably getting a better roi but then people will come in and be like nope i'm doing this and that's is that them being closed-minded to not leaning on my experience or is that me being narrow-minded that maybe i don't know it all or maybe there is something in flyering that i've never explored before so i don't know it, it's interesting there's always kind of two sides of the coin isn't there? but i think like you say i'm trying to get better at being open-minded to broaden my own horizons to kind of help me raise my game and I think if we could take ego out of a situation we could all go a lot further a lot quicker to be honest than, than maybe what we have in the past uh, I think open mind is the key to when it comes to growing your business as well. But then, like you say, I think it's really tricky because I actually think sometimes there's a point, maybe it depends what your personality type's like. I mean, me and you are, I think, both attracted to the shiny object a little bit. You know, I think when we do things, we both like the idea of, okay, even though that's, I'm definitely a case of, even though that's working, something about me wants to try something new anyway. Yeah. Just because I want to try something new. Well, you're, um, you're in that vein, like you're, quite similar in that in terms of like video i remember adam saying to me once like oh scott wasn't a fan of getting on video like he's not you know he's not great at doing that he doesn't really want to do, but but actually he comes across really well and I, I thought in my head like why would he not do video like he's a 
again, I'm just mindful of the fact we're having beers tomorrow. So this is me trying to swing it back on your side to get the, get the first round in. But he's a good looking guy. He speaks well. He's knowledgeable on the subjects. It doesn't make sense to me that this guy would not be embracing video as part of his strategy. Like, why would you not? And and how's that got easier for you over time? Like, I'd imagine it's probably quite scary for you posting the first one. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this the other day. I, I did a video, um, I think Monday, and it was i then go back and delete normally my once i post it i go back and delete all the failed efforts of the video and i remember i so I only, only deleted two i posted one of them so i did two takes and posted the second one and you know what i'm going to say the first time i did it it was like 70 75 takes something like that you know i just stumbled over words you know i just um if it wasn't perfect i didn't want to post it ironically looking back at them now i think well they're, they're the ones you chose you know the old post but I've, I've, I try and just do it now in a quick one take and put it out there. And I mean, <laughs> you know, as well as I do, Ben, the best videos you do get nothing back anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. You do a great video and you post it and you're like rubbing your hands together thinking, I cannot wait for the response on this. And then it's like 12 hours later, three likes, no yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah. What about that? And then you post a video where... I did it yesterday. I did a video. I thought, oh, I'm not that happy with that. So just post it. So just posted it. Whatever. I just it, it got a couple of comments, a few likes. Just just keep going. I think the I'm far more. Somebody told me when you do a video, the best bit of advice I got is to not talk. Even though you're aiming it at 500 people, don't talk to 500 people. Talk to one person. So now the, the first the first. This wasn't really about video, but the tip I gave another new agent the other day was was two things really. Know what your intro and outro is. You know, which is why now I say, hey, Scott Gunn, powered by EXP, operate an estate agency business from log cabin in Margate. And it's the same thing every time. And then I do the same outro. It'd be great to hear from some of you. Why not take the first step today? Get in touch. You've got nothing to lose. By knowing my way in and my way out, Gives you some gives more confidence on the middle bit, yeah. Because when I look back, where my videos were going wrong is I'd record a minute and then I'd go anyway. Um, maybe get maybe get in touch. Uh, oh, I'll do that again. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. Intro, outro, and uh, look at the camera and imagine you're talking to one person that you know, like over a coffee. Just look into the camera and talk how you're going to talk if you meet someone later for a coffee. So, is it those tips that you've been given from? whoever it was who was giving you advice on video that's give you more confidence is it positive reinforcement that you've posted it actually i had that one video that did fifteen thousand views in a couple of hours and i feel really good about the social interaction is it that you've seen results from video or people have positively commented you or is it the fact that the negativity is maybe lower than what you perceived it to be when you first started that strategy why has it got because clearly you're more comfortable on video now than what you was once upon a time that's come with time and experience but why has that got easier over time? Like, how have you, because that was maybe a, I don't know, maybe you're better qualified to answer this than, than me just jumping to assumptions, but was it self-doubt in your ability? Was it the fear of what others may think of you? Was it, was you maybe scared of doing video because you had, you felt you had gaps in your knowledge and you might be called out on that if you get on camera, like just kind of taking it back to those limiting beliefs and how you've come over it with video. Like what did that process look like to get us from where we was maybe 12 months ago to where we are today? Well, again, I mean, so with, with video, I would say, so even now LinkedIn, I don't, I don't give too much thought to my videos. I just shut things on. I move on. I hardly check them, you know, whatever. 
but talking about nerves i still get a bit nervous when i post on facebook because that's like my immediate that's that's friends family people i'm going to see out and about so that feels very different right like linkedin i do look as a, a little bit of an anonymous platform you know i've got semi relationships with people on there that live the other side of the country that always post on stuff and you know you have a bit you'd almost say oh, i know them <laughs> but you've never spoke to them before facebook i can still get a bit nervous about it but the overriding thing for me was that i got results from it you know and so you get the odd bit of negativity which wouldn't be worth it any negativity at all isn't worth it for no results even a minor bit but the results were so good that now i just look at it and all i want is the result every time so a couple of call a couple of direct messages on linkedin or you know a message or a few likes on facebook that's fine by me so as long as i get that result i'm quite happy yeah, I think it's important to focus on those kinds of metrics and also realize that, and, you know, we're talking about video because this is just quite an easy example to kind of try and uh, articulate or isolate as an example of this. But you realize that once you take that first difficult step and in anything, you know, be it video, be it business, be it relationships, be it something in your personal life, whatever it is, it's taking that first step that's also the scariest, going on a first date with your wife when you first met her was probably a lot scarier than the 15th date <laughs> because you got to know the person and the barriers had kind of come down so i think it's realizing that the world still turns and whatever your limiting belief was at that time it's probably something that's manifested in your own mind rather than something that the external world are um, going to call you out on if that makes sense but i also think again just to kind of kind of bring this under the same bracket it's important to not get too caught up on the highs and lows and buy into your own hype too much when you start to see success because if you're clinging onto that and if you're identifying and, and kind of holding your identity against external feedback and validation that means that you also have to take into account the assholes who are just saying uneducated negative shit to try and bring you down so i think you've got to try and find some balance somewhere in the middle somewhere neutral and just kind of try and be your own sort of social proof and really fail forward in whatever it is that you're doing because we're talking about limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and all that kind of stuff but i, I honestly believe that the best way to conquer those demons is to prove yourself wrong and do it put yourself out there realize that maybe you're capable of more than what you thought you was and when you realize the world's still turning you're closing the gap and moving the needle needle a little bit on achieving your goals for me there's no there's no better validation than self-validation is what i'm trying to say and i think that applies to like a whole manner of topics and industries and life events that maybe we should learn to take things in our stride and just bloody back ourselves a bit go forward a lot that. And, it, and do you know what? That, that, that's because I'll be honest. That that phrase "fail forward." I've not coined that. that you know, loads of people listening have heard that a million times, and I myself heard that a million times on various podcasts and programs and things that I've read and listened to and tuned into. And fail forward, fail forward, fail forward. And I heard it, but didn't really listen to it. And I think it was maybe only I'm talking as recent as six months ago. I really started to try and reframe that relationship with failure because we perceive failure as a short-term outcome that occurs as a result of us taking an action or we didn't get the outcome that we wanted therefore that was a failure but again it goes back to having that holistic view of the ecosystem of what you're trying to achieve if i went out you know month one of business i listed nothing and sold nothing at a pipeline of zero that was a failure but actually i might have built some relationships built some brand awareness put some undercurrent of work that's now going to serve me four months down the line and when i look at actually my business isn't this month my business is if i look at this year as a more 
you know, macro overlook. I've not failed. I've just learned that whatever it was I was saying or doing or whatever methods I was using in month one didn't serve me the results that I needed that month. Therefore, I'm going to take that feedback, reframe it, make some adjustments. And now I'm going to do this next month. And it's just a journey. You keep going, you go and you're going. It's only failure in anything. And, you know, we'll keep this specific to property because we're talking about, about business. So it's only failure when you accept it. If you stop after month one, having not listed, sold, or, or, or completed any deals, and you quit and throw the towel in and go and work as a shelf stacker in Morrison's for the rest of your life, then yes, that was failure. If you carry on and continue and you take the lessons from that, don't let your ego get in the way. Allow yourself to challenge yourself, but ultimately use that as positive energy to move you forward. And then suddenly you've got a totally different set of circumstances in six months. It wasn't failure. It was feedback instead. So I think it's important that you don't just hear fail forward and, you know, failure is feedback. You actually take note of that, that everything you do in life is an experience, whether you get your version of success and you hit the result that you wanted or you don't. The reality is it's always feedback. It's feedback that what you did was right. Do more of it. Or actually what you did was wrong. Maybe make this adjustment. And then next time you can get the outcome that you sought. So I think that's massive as well. Don't, fear failure the worst question you can ever ask yourself is what if you know and i'd hate to get to a point you know down the line where 70 80 90 year old ben if i'm blessed to live that long looks back on his life and thinks oh when you had that idea in your 30s you didn't do it because of this because of that because you were scared of what people may think because you felt as though you was a couple of grand short on what you needed because of, of whatever reason what, what, what do we always tell our 10 year old you know my my I, I look back at different stuff. I, I remember being nine and being in Butlins and everyone doing karaoke and thinking that looks, that looks fun, but not have just physically feeling like I was just pushed. I wouldn't even have been able to get up and do it. Right. I was so scared about it. But what would I say to that little boy now? Like, honestly, mate, you're going to go through so much more. If that's fun, get up and do it. Uh, what would you say to yourself at 20 about asking that girl out that you didn't, you'd say, give it a go. Right. 100%. The advice you'd give yourself 10 years ago is always to give it a go. Or the advice, that you'd give, the advice that you'd give to your child. Like if you take yourself out of the equation and put someone in your seat that you care for and want to see the best outcome for, be it a child, a friend, a colleague, a family member, whoever it is, what would you say to that person? And generally speaking, that's the advice that you need to give yourself and allow yourself to have more carrot and less stick. That's it's how I've always looked at it. And it's through regret of not doing certain things like growing up, you know, when I was just too scared of the failure and too nervous about it. And I look back now and just think, I wish I gave it a go. And that was one of the key things when I looked at starting my own business was asking myself that question, what would take yourself forward 10 years? What would you be wishing you did 10 years prior? And I just think it's always give it a go. Oh, of course it is. And again, you know, 70-year-old Ben maybe would look back in his 30s and think, do you know what? That EXP thing never worked out, but what a good experience it was. Do you remember that Scott lad? Do you remember when you just went to Birmingham and had that massive session and actually it led on to this relationship and then you opened up this business and that was the making of you. Everything happens for a reason. You take, again, I know I keep saying this, but that macro overlook of your business in this example or your life, if we're going to get deep on this, and you'll kind of look back and realize well, that relationship, when I split up with that girl, felt like the worst thing at the time. It was a dagger to the heart. I couldn't get out of my bedroom for two weeks. But actually, she was just a tiny, tiny chapter in my life. And now it's moved on to this where I'm with my current partner and I've never been happier in my life. And you realize that 
life is a series of dominoes and you only get to push that domino down if you're brave enough to take the first step to do it. And for me, it's tragic when I see people again with my external eyes on, you know, people with so much potential, so much to give. So, you know, we could have so much success and do more than what they even recognize it themselves, but they let self doubt get in the way of taking that step. And I, I, I like you, I talk to agents all the time <clears throat> mate, that are better than me. 100 percent, mate. 100. Oh, you confirming that? <laughs> well, for, for obviously not for me, because I'm the best agent in the UK, as we all know. But no, genuinely, like, there's so many like, agents. Like, they're so much more capable and and more interested in the estate agency side, and more passionate about like customer care and all these things. And and yet, then they won't give it a go. And then I feel like I approach it in this sort of half-assed manner and, and making a success of it. And it it can be really frustrating when when you meet people like that and you just know for a fact that they, they would do so well. Yep. It is frustrating, mate. It's uh, I mean, I've had it literally just thinking back now, I, I can think of just off the top of my head without really probing, I can think of so many examples of people. And again, macro perspective, maybe they're going through something and then maybe they come through the other side and eventually they do join us and they do well, or they get that feedback and they move forward from it. But right now I can look back on people where I've just thought, mate, just do it like you you you'd be so good like you just know don't you you just do and i almost feel bad for them that they're letting themselves not take that step taking my own biases out of it or, or, or any sort of you know want to grow exp taking on my selfish motivations it's just like actually no you are a great person you are a great agent you are very capable please have the belief in yourself that i've got in you <laughs> do you know what i mean you feel like screaming um but again, mate, nothing like it though when you see that somebody when they come in nervous like that, and then you just watch them grow and grow and grow in terms of their confidence. I really enjoy that, and it's funny. Someone can be a completely different person here six months, twelve months after they've joined. Maybe personality wise, massively, mate. So I'm not going to mention names, but he'll know who he is if he's listening back on this. But I got a voice note just before jumping on this podcast. That's why I was a few minutes late because uh, I was listening to this message. I've not wrote back to him yet, but I'll shoot him a message in a second. And uh, he's been deliberating doing video, like a, a professional type video, like the production piece, kind of like what I do. And I've been telling him to do it. You'll be great. You're really confident. You know, you speak really well. I, you know, you can do this. Uh, and he's been pointing it off and pointing it off and pointing it off. Anyway, he's uh, did his first one yesterday, like his first black piece with a cameraman. Um, jumped on the camera, said a few words, not like full presenter-led like I do, but kind of something between not being on the camera and, and what I do. And he's made a bit of a cameo appearance and got his confidence up. And uh, straight away, his, the, his client has showed his neighbor. The neighbor has reached out and said, wow that video was awesome like his blood is mind blown because he's never seen an agent do drone videography in a promotion before so he's like please can you come out and have a chat to me about mine so that's a 600 grand like barn conversion that he's listing so in itself that that's close to a 10 um a five-figure fee based on the fee that he's charged is (laughs) the neighbor's got a similar type of house similar sort of value that's you know potentially 20 grand's worth of business that maybe you wouldn't have got if it had not used the usp of having video to this client and then left he wouldn't have got the domino effect with a second client so he's been brave enough to put himself out there and he sent me a message like buzzing like literally he was like mate mate just, just, just video like why have i not done this sooner and that applies to so many things why didn't i start my business sooner why didn't i yeah. say hello to that girl sooner why didn't i do and it's just like 
you're a great you're going to be great on video please do it it's took him a while to get there but now he's done it I think the gene is out the bottle and I hope he goes on to have so much success Be going god here he is again so it'll be like the Truman show like you Ben in a year watch every <laughs> movement throughout the day photos videos and it's great and I, I, I love to see I love hearing things like that you know when because there's nothing like it when someone gets a really quick return on something when they've been brave to give something a go yeah yeah, no, like it. it's so important because, I mean, I, I think he would have carried on and, you know, put some hard yards in, but it's great to get that. Again, it comes back to that self-validation. He's showing himself. Actually, it wasn't as scary as what I thought. I did a decent job. I'm happy with the final product. The client's happy. That's the main thing. Why can't I do this again? Suddenly yeah. he's got, a, and, 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 and hopefully that's the enforcement that will allow him to keep continuing rather than me just saying, oh, you're doing a great job, but he speaks to me every day. So maybe that kind of turns into white noise after a while, you know, so... Yeah, it's great to see you, mate. Um, if I look distracted then, Ben, I've got a massive cat climbing a tree that I know has got a nest in it in my garden. Oh, see. It's that... making me feel very uncomfortable. Well, I feel like I'm about to see something really horrible. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I've got, I've got like a palm tree. And I think a bird has built a nest in the top and this cat is... It's sussed it out. Yeah. Well. Um, anyway, I'm going to deal with that in a bit. Um <laughs> No, wicked. Well, look, mate, great to get together and chat. We're obviously seeing you in the flesh tomorrow, which is cool. Looking forward to it, my man. Looking forward to it. Mine's a Perona. Picking up at the station. You dropped enough hints. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm just getting into the station and I'll probably walk to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I look back at that message. I was like, it looked like such a mega hint that, but it wasn't a hint, but I appreciate you ta- t- taking me up on it, mate. And uh, I'll very look forward to. To, to, to riding the Tesla. I'll, I'll be uh, yeah. arriving in style at the hotel tomorrow. Just don't look at my alloys. <laughs> I scuffed them. I've done all four. Yeah. And one, one is, yeah, like new wheel job. Uh, I'm a terrible driver. Jeez. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to our journey tomorrow. Not, <laughs> not scared at all now you said that. But no, Scott, likewise, mate. Really good to catch up on the pod. Um, pleasure as always. And looking forward to a, cu- a few cold ones tomorrow, mate. So yeah, likewise, mate. Cheers, buddy. All right. Lovely stuff. See you soon, Ben. Bye, bud.